Chances are, if you're listening to this show, you already know the importance of social media and how it's only going to be bigger in our businesses moving forward. But it still doesn't escape the fact that it takes up time and resources. And it's something that we need to invest in when we need to do more with less. So we've dedicated this action series show on how to use social media in your pharmacy the smart way. Welcome to the Transformation Show, where successful pharmacy owners and technology partners help you to build a better 21st century pharmacy by embracing technology. Here is your host, Robert Starr. G'day everyone and welcome back to Transformation, the only dedicated podcast in the world where pharmacy and technology collide to bring you, the motivated pharmacy owner, all that you need to build your smarter, more successful 21st century business before it's too late. My name's Robert Starr, your host and guide on this fantastic journey of ours, all the way through to episode 96. Big show today. We've got a lot to cover. We're going to really dig deep on some of the biggest insights, the best strategies uncovered by our guests in 2015 and bring it all together with some actionable next steps and some templates and some fantastic tools that we've been using here on the Transformation Show and how you can use them effectively in your business to remove all of that extra stress and resource heavy tasks that often come with managing social media in your business. We're going to do a little check-in. How's your week been? How has your summer been? I hope you've been able to spend some time planning, strategizing ahead of what will hopefully be your best year ever in 2016. I've been simply overwhelmed with a response to our Christmas offer of doing the Pharmacy Freedom Index and receiving some action steps of four four weekly sets of emails and resources about taking advantage. So I'm absolutely loving the fact that there are a lot of you out there taking action and that energizes me to keep making this show and bring you more expert content into 2016. Now, on the fact of that Christmas offer, I was so overwhelmed by the number and the volume that I just simply couldn't get everything out to everyone. And there are some that missed out. And to make that up to you, firstly, I apologize. And it was something that uh, I probably should have uh, spoken to my team a little more in depth about in terms of the number of resources that we'd have to put into it. And we've also had the project of the Transformation Lab, which I may have alluded to several times in the last couple of months. And so as my way of apologizing and also saying thank you for investing your time in January, you are now all about to receive a video from me and it might even contain a little surprise to say thank you for your patience and investing in yourself as well. And some of that might have to do with the fact that I'm going to throw to everyone the opportunity to take a sneak peek inside the Transformation Lab and get your most pressing pharmacy and technology question answered as well. Now, all you'll need to do to do that is to leave me a short review on the iTunes store together with your question, and I will record a video inside the Transformation Lab answering your question and send it privately to you, and we might even share the audio of it in an upcoming show. So all you'll need to do to take advantage of that is head across to robertstar.com forward slash iTunes. You can leave your review there, and I'll 
be fantastic to read it. I appreciate them more than you know, and I'm sure you'll enjoy the video that will be coming your way very shortly after. I know you'll absolutely love it. So in this week's show, we're covering social media strategy, tips, tactics, templates, everything that I think you need to use social media the smart way. And a lot of this episode was born out of a couple of questions, and most significantly, a question from Joe T here in Victoria. And his question was, everyone knows how to use social media, and more specifically, Facebook personally, but what do you think is worthwhile having on a pharmacy Facebook page? My worry is that once it's set up, it needs to be maintained and kept fresh And is it just another burden that we need to contend with? Now, I did respond to Joe privately as well, but this episode is really going to build out on some of that strategy as well. Because ultimately, I think we all understand that social media and the 400-odd platforms that are around us... Now, I'm not for one second saying we need to develop a presence in all of them. However... It is an area where we need to market our business. Now, the opportunity to market in those areas is always going to be born out of the fact that it captures our customers' attention. Now, it used to be that we used to think social media is just a young person's game, and it's something that we shouldn't be focusing a lot on because we have an older clientele. However, as you'll hear from some of our guests, and I've pulled out some gold nuggets from our episodes in 2015, you will understand that that demographic has shifted if you haven't already recognized it. And what you can do to not only understand the social media importance and why we need to invest in it, despite the fact that the return on investment may not be something that you're is obvious. And there's a great quote that I'm going to share with you this week after all of our insights and tactics that we go through as well. But also, you'll also understand how to plan your content. Now, we often get stuck in the technology, funnily enough, on this show, but it's really in to succeed in social media from everything I've observed outside of our industry, inside our industry, it all has to do with the message. So we're going to spend some time and I'm going to pull out some great gold nuggets from our interview with Kylie Bartlett, who's written the Facebook Business Bootcamp on how we need to create that voice that we hear and we speak in our pharmacies in a social media area but also why we shouldn't be doing it all ourselves and how to delegate effectively as well. So we're going to get into our guests and then I'm going to come back afterwards. I'm going to share with you our templates. I'm going to go through the tools and everything that you need to do to take the next three actions to succeed in your business. Our first insight is going to come from Doyle Bueller. And most of you might remember him as the senior smarty pants. Yes, that is his that is his title, but he's going to tell you why social media is so important. And I'm sure a lot of our a lot of our listeners will be thinking, well, you know, I can do all of this helpful content. It's going to take a lot of time, and you know, there, there might be some context you can frame about that. But I guess what the ultimate thing that comes down to it, because as we're seeing in pharmacy, particularly in Australia at the moment, where the majority of most pharmacies' income has come from pharmaceutical benefits scheme prescriptions, and that is uh, coming down at a rapid rate at the moment. So the key theme at the moment is how do we do more with less? 
So I guess it's probably a pretty tough question to answer very quickly. But, you know, why would someone want to engage in this, I guess, from a return on investment point of view, when they might be thinking, well, I've just lost $60,000 from my dispensary? Is, is doing digital going to replace all of that in my business? Yeah, well, no, that, that's a really good question, Rob. I mean, the there is no magic answer. There is no overnight solution. There is no secret formula. So I'll kind of get that out of the way uh, for digital, right? It takes it takes a lot of work. And I think that's where a lot of businesses are missing the point is that they feel that, oh, I've just got to put up a Facebook page. I just have to put up a, a website with my address and some details about pharmaceuticals kind of thing. And people are, I'm way to go, right? That is so much. That's well. It's one, actually one of my digital delusions um, that I've sort of created in developing this this whole um, or helping entrepreneurs with their platforms and that sort of thing. Um, but but the fact is is that the way that pharmacies are losing money is because they are only focusing on that cash, right? And the return on investment doesn't come. It comes from the cash, right? I mean, let's be perfectly honest. But um, if I can break that down quickly for you, it's like three three percent of of sales online are like immediate, right? People are ready to buy. They'll go to your shop. They'll buy something online if if you have like an on- online e commerce ordering system or whatever the case may be. Three percent, right? Which is tiny, tiny, tiny. But we all focus this. Uh, we all focus on this small segment of of what we believe to be the holy grail, and it's not, right? We've got. 30% of, of that audience base that they'll never be your customer for whatever reason. They're too old, too young, um, don't like you, whatever the case may be. Uh, so, but you're left with this huge portion in the middle, this 67%, that will eventually lead to a sale. And that's where most businesses miss out on this is that they think that if they're not ready to buy, like we believe, we've been led to believe that everybody is our customer online and that's again false so we've got this 67 percent of people who can potentially buy from us they're just not going to buy from us today right so if you can move them along that path if you can educate them if you can um uh, if you can inform them if you can provide them information if you can help them along their personal journey again what's in it for me right if you can help them with that problem help them with that pain they will buy from you so if you put that in perspective, I said at the beginning, you know, 3% is sort of what people will buy from you on, on that sort of instant gratification side. If you could double that, you know, you've just, you know, doubled your return on investment. If you could triple that, you know, 9% out of that 67% that are willing and able to buy, again, it's not going to happen overnight, takes time. But if you could guide that person to that purchase, you've just tripled your return on investment without doing much other than providing good content, providing, answering that question, what's in it for me? So as we've heard from Doyle, it really is a paradigm shift of focusing our attention on the wrong side of the equation. We focus on the immediacy and the need for people to transact and buy now, but ultimately, as we can all appreciate in pharmacy, we're in a relationship business. We have a relationship with our customers that lasts a lot longer than just a single transaction. So our relationship in the digital space needs to progress along the same way. We just 
as we get to know a new patient when they visit us in the pharmacy, we get to know them and slowly we find out more about them and we're able to educate them. We need to replicate that same journey in the digital space. And as we'll hear a little bit later on, it will cross both physical and in-person interactions into digital and back again. And often moving forward, that won't be really that recognizable when those transitions are made. We're going to now hear from Adam Houlihan, who's the author of The Social Media Secret Source. Now, he's going to share with you his best tips for getting started planning and scheduling your content, which is the ultimate important element here. It really is important that we recognize that we don't need to be on social media 24 hours a day, seven days a week, putting up content. There are some fantastic tools that I'll share with you at the end of our strategy segment that's going to help you automate this. Adam will probably mention a couple of them to you and also what we need to do when we're going to delegate that to someone within the business or outside the business and what can go wrong. One of the good things with uh, social media is that, um, generally speaking, it comes with some pretty powerful analytics. So tracking you know, your results is, is not too difficult. Uh, however, I, you know, I do say in, certainly in the getting started phase, don't, don't get too bogged down in the, in the, you know, the analytics. Uh, just get the, the flow happening and um, you know, your voice uh, sort of resonating. But you know, in the long term, certainly that's stuff you, you, you do want to start looking at. But um, the, the reality is, you know, if you think about it in this way, is um, uh, should I be on there or not? Well, um, think about it in, in five years' time or 10 years' time and, and then do that in reverse. Look back five years, 10 years and how much the market's changed. And imagine if, if five years ago, you know, even 10 years ago, you didn't uh, roll with the punches and, uh, you know, update the, the, what was happening at that time and all of your other competitors did, where would you be now? And, and it's, it's kind of that same thing. If you, if you don't sort of uh, get started on it now, there's, there's absolutely no possibility in this world that going forward social media isn't going to play an important role in, in all business. Uh, so uh, giving you, your competitors a, a free five-year jump on, on you know, what you're doing is, is probably not a good idea. So uh, I, I would embrace it, just say, look, yeah, okay, it's something we know we need to do. But it also may be that it's something you need to invest a little bit of money into you know, getting some an initial assistance. Uh, you know, and it doesn't have to be ongoing. If you just get um, a little bit of help um, to get started uh, and then you know, train your team internally to take that over. And there's, there's lots of tools and ways you can um, really make that time effective. Uh, things like uh, scheduling platforms like uh, uh, Hootsuite um, is, is one very good one that um, you know, it allows you to essentially um, have all your content preloaded for any period in, in advance that you like. Uh, and to give you an example, generally speaking, even my own social media content, I'll have that scheduled a month in advance uh, because the you know, if you if you're waiting till to, for today to put out what you're going to have on your social media, um, uh, one it becomes well, what am I going to do today, and two it's uh, it becomes very time um, poor in uh, in doing that because what you find is you you um, if you can get yourself into good habits, uh, you'll spend a little bit of time. You know, you might spend an hour a day just finding curated content. 
another day organizing you know what's all the the things happening you know over the next six months that we you know we should be aware of and, and creating a strategy around and then you might spend another day just uploading all that content through a scheduling platform like Hootsuite and all of a sudden okay you've had three very productive hours as opposed to if you tried to do that on a daily basis um, you know you just you just won't get there. Well, I guess it's like everything in, on any day that if, uh, you know, you leave an important thing to, you know, keep keep getting pushed out throughout the day, something else will take it over. And, you know, quite often we're often then dictated to by other people's agendas. So it's something that's obviously quite key to the strategy and the communication of your business. So, you know, you don't really want to leave that to chance. No, and you definitely don't. And uh, And the other thing you don't want to... You know, fall into the the trap of which is is quite common is uh, thinking, oh, you know, we've got someone young in the in the the business and uh, they'll be across social media, so we'll we'll make that their problem um, uh, for one of a very bad term. Uh, that you know, their problem becomes your problem if if they're not uh, resonant, you know, getting the voice of your your business right. And you know, if, if you're leaving those guys to you know uh, have their own spin on how things should be. What, um, promoted on social media and what type of content um, very very dangerous territory we're next going to hear from Kylie Bartlett who's the author of the Facebook business boot camp and also the book friends with benefits now Kylie had a great take from our interview in episode 69 and I will put links to all of these episodes in full for you to go back to because I may have pulled out a few gold nuggets from some of these but there are so many more left in there that you just need to check them out yourself and hear them in their full entirety as well but this little segment focuses on the omni-channel voice. Now, what that means is that it means that your voice that you project to your patients and your customers in the pharmacy is exactly the same as how you talk on social media. I know a lot of you may be part of brands such as Chemmart and Amcal that are providing you with some of your content. And that's really important because it's duplicating the messages that are being sent out through your local area marketing, your catalogs, and so on and so forth. However, you need to personalize it to the unique elements of your pharmacy and the voices within your pharmacy, as Kylie will share with you. My advice to anyone wanting to dip their toe into Facebook is to first sit down and have a think about, well, why do you want to do it? Like, what Start with the end in mind. What are you hoping to achieve with Facebook? Is it a way of building a community, a resource hub? Is it um, a, a form of communication to your current customers? What do you actually want to achieve from it? Everyone will say sales, sure. Sales happens, but you've got to start to connect and communicate and serve first. And once you understand what you want to achieve, then well, ha- how do you go about achieving that? And first, obviously, after you've got a plan, it's like, who do you want to talk to? You need to choose. Are you wanting to talk to the younger generation? Well, of course, your post is very different when you're wanting to get their attention versus are you wanting to talk to someone that's 65 years of age? So once you understand what you want to achieve from Facebook, well, who do you want to talk to? Because using the same language with a with a uh, an adolescent is very different to, to cho- the language you're going to choose when you're talking with someone that's more senior. 
Yeah, and, and it's sometimes, you know, not really just overcomplicating it, you know. Sometimes, you know, the most exactly u- right. useful things that we read are stories and, you know, quite often it could be very well that, you know, we're right getting into the teeth of winter very, very soon, you know, here in, here in Melbourne and, uh, you know, there are a lot of conversations of, well, I can't afford to be sick, you know, what can I do to prevent? Um, and that realistically could be a great story to be sharing and, um, you know, coming back to that message, you know, it's, it's really about perhaps not so much what you're also you're already saying in store but how you could actually duplicate that in a digital sense as well spot on and and as small businesses in time is what constantly comes up i mean i've spoken i'd hate to think in front of thousands and thousands of small business and it doesn't matter what industry rob they're all saying the same thing but because where do i get the time one my one of my biggest pieces of advice around that is don't make it all overload yourself like some staff within organisations and within a pharmacy would actually give their right their, their right arm to be able to have an opportunity to play an active role in social media. So a lot, what I do with a lot of my businesses that I work with, we actually have a meeting with the entire staff and we sit down and we look at what everyone's strengths are and how do we break up social media into a day-to-day activity where everyone's contributing. So it might be a staff member or an assistant working in a pharmacy that looks after the makeup. And it might be about reviewing and talking about a new makeup range or skincare range. As you said about colds coming up, you know, who is it within the pharmacy that has started to see some great results from some of the um, some of the supplements that people are taking or what they're doing to prevent colds? It is all about educating, solving people's problems, making their day easier. But you don't, as the owner of a pharmacy, have to be burdened with that all by yourself. There are people, I'm sure, within a pharmacy that would love to contribute and break up that day-to-day activity and delegate it to other people within within the pharmacy. And then all of a sudden, the conversation online becomes a lot richer where it's not just one person using the same language talking all the time, that it's actually a variety of people within the, within the pharmacy that are contributing to the social footprint. And as it would when they would visit the physical store. They're not just going to be talking to the owner, although that does happen quite a lot. But at the same time, you are going to be talking to perhaps the younger pharmacy assistants or the dispensary techs or a naturopath. It's going to have a flavour of all different conversations. And, uh, you know, as I guess when we talk about digital and we have in recent episodes, it's not about, you know, trying to create a different entity online, but realistically just being an extension or an enhancement of what you've already got in your physical store, which is no doubt quite remarkable in itself completely agree and you hit it on the head a couple of minutes ago Rob when you said let's not complicate it this is not about reinventing the wheel it's actually sitting back having a bird's eye view of your business what are you doing day to day that you probably take for granted around solving people's problems giving advice superb service connecting with the community and how can you pick that up and expand the shelf life of that conversation online i think with you know social is about being social too and not being so formal uh making my brain think too much sometimes i I would love to go on to social media and see a funny photo or a box of tissues that's been used up by lunchtime because there's colds going around and there's tissues surrounding your desk and you can hardly see the person i mean i've seen memes around all of this and you might think really does anyone pay any attention to that well it's kind of no different to cracking a joke when you see someone in person sometimes a bit of life light relief is actually far more effective than trying to go into the ins and outs of something a little bit more formal 
Yeah, and I, and I guess we see that every day in pharmacy as well when we've run in-store events that they just naturally get people gravitating to whoever's yes. talking and, you know, touching and feeling things. And I guess in, in, in a social sense, it's very much the same in that uh, when we do end up on Facebook, as I'm sure we're all guilty of, you just inevitably keep scrolling and scrolling looking for something more entertaining and it becomes a little bit of a, a bottomless pit. So it may as well be that uh, your message, you know, becomes part of that conversation and perhaps you know attracts the eye to you know take that conversation into the pharmacy as well you're spot on and it's interesting small business think that their competitors are their competitors so i'll often get a small business go oh you know i don't want to reveal too much because my competitor down the road might see what i'm up to or see the prices i'm charging and i've got to pull people back and say do you know what? The competitors that you think are your competitors are not. Your biggest competitors are your family and friends. Because when we're sitting down in front of Facebook, we're not spending too much time looking for ads or someone to sell to us. We're being attracted to what someone had for lunch, the little puppy dog that they bought for their kids on the weekend, the holiday they went to, and they're the things that are grabbing our attention. And so my advice is how can we how can we give more of that kind of content rather than the more formal selling our products and services? And how can we empower our family and friends, which will also be our customers, to sell on our behalf? Because the research has come out, and, and for your listeners, Census, for those listeners in Australia, hmm. Census has just re- released its uh, latest uh, white paper on where businesses and people are spending all their time on social media. They bring out this particular article, report, white paper once a year. They've just brought out their latest findings. And what it's saying in there is that Facebook users are spending about eight and a half hours a week on Facebook. And it's interesting that they're saying also that around, if I can remember the stats, something like 80% of people will believe a review or, or a recommendation on Facebook before they buy a product. So they're now saying that before they go and buy a product, they will go and do some research on it and that social media is influencing what they're buying. So gone are the days where we can be really good at building a great website and raving about how good we are as a pharmacy and the public believing it. What they're now saying is, well, sorry, Mr. Pharmacy Owner, I get that you think you're great. You've got a vested interest in saying that. I want to chat to your customers and see if they also feel the same. And so your customers now are your marketers and we need to start to empower them and spend more time making them feel special so that they go out and sell on our behalf. Because you think about it yourself, Rob, when you're watching Facebook, you're sitting there in the newsfeed, the, I'm sure the posts that are getting your attention are from your family and friends and not necessarily from businesses putting a, an ad in front of you. So we've heard from three of the leading social media strategists in Australia, but what does that mean for your business? As we shared in episode 95 on financial visibility, it's not just about what we learn from these experts, but what we actually implement and put into action in our businesses, which kicks off our three next actions. Now, before we get into that, you need to understand As Tim Reid from Small Business Big Marketing in episode 34, that marketing is a conversation that you're having with your customers when they're not in front of you. We all have conversations and often love having conversations with some of our favorite patients when they come and visit us in the pharmacy. And we need to treat social media as that ongoing conversation with our community at large. So strategy action number one, 
is audit what you already have and what you've already committed resources to. And what that might mean is things that you may have written, newsletters that may have been published previously, articles that may have been published in the local newspaper. What could you repurpose and repost into your social media feed? Measure its effectiveness if you can. Often, as we talk about a lot, local area marketing, paper advertising, anything like around that, we really don't know what the return on investment is because we don't have anything to measure it by. And that is something that we can use specifically in social media. So it's important that when we look at how we're going to measure the effectiveness of social media, that we're looking a little bit deeper into what we actually want our patients to do. Do, is it that we want people to leave their scripts on file, to sign up to MedAdvisor, to sign up to our loyalty program? They need to take an action and our social media messages need to gear our patients and educate them towards taking that action. You don't ask for the action straight away because as Kylie shared with you, we need to understand what the challenges are and really speak to their problems and entertain them before we can ask them to do something as well. There's a fantastic book that I've read a number of times by Gary Vaynerchuk, who talks about jab, 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 right hook in using social media effectively. And even in his second book, The Thank You Economy, you need to serve first, you need to educate first and build that relationship in the digital sense, the same way as we're well known for doing in our pharmacies. And often, you know, that gets misunderstood because we look at social media and we think we need likes, we need to have shares. Why aren't we getting all of that? But so often means that you're still getting people reading it. So you measure those engagement stats, not the vanity metrics. And number two is formulate your messages and conversations that you would like to begin or join with your community. I may have even covered a little bit of that in number one, but a good way to begin on this is to align with the current conversational tone in the pharmacy. Just even document, get a get a notepad out, or as I might say, your Evernote notebook, and just document some of the most common conversations that you're having with your customers. It could very well be a conversation starter of, what's all this big deal about this dollar discount? What does it actually mean? And that actually is an opinion opinion piece that you can give to your community as well. And those who aren't in your community who may be going to a competitor, they may not have articulated the same way as you have, but because you've taken the time to explain it and started that conversation, they might come in to see you to find out what it's all about and what it actually means. And really, you need to write them down and you can create the content in the most convenient way for you. There's so many social media platforms that we could be putting our attention towards. I come across new ones every day, Snapchat, Peach, everything under the sun. I won't go into those because I don't know that they're specifically relevant for pharmacy just yet, but I'm sure they will be in the not too distant future. But I digress. The best channel for you to use is the one that you'll actually use. 
the one that you're most comfortable with, the one that you can see yourself having a conversation with your patients with on there. And we're not talking about clinical conversations, but just those that might revolve around, as Kylie mentioned, some entertaining aspects of things that are going on in your pharmacy. What makes them laugh when they come to the pharmacy? What are the jokes that get shared in the pharmacy, the different personalities? Use those voices to create that content. And it's really important that we do that as well. And number three is choose the channels carefully. So not only the one that's most convenient for you, but ask your customers where they spend their time. What are they looking at? What platforms are they on? If you if you are uncovering a different platform other than the typical ones that we tend to focus on, Facebook, Twitter, perhaps even YouTube as well, you might even want to consider learning about that one because it's obviously important to them. The channel that's important for our customers is the one that they spend their time on. We've got to make sure that we recognize that. And it's not just the the young <laughs> patients that we may have. And you might think, well, they're not as attractive as a customer. And we want the older customers, those with chronic health conditions and things like that, so we can really look after them. And there's so many professional services around that they might actually be spending a lot of time on Facebook. As we as we talked about with Kylie, probably more in depth in the full interview, is that it's the most growing demographic, 40 to 65-year-old women, and I dare say also men as well, because it offers such social connectiveness benefits to them in keeping up with their grandkids. It's something that they, they pride themselves on doing and they're spending more time there than on local newspapers, radio and TV. And so that's why social media is important because it captures the attention of our customers and we need to ensure that we're there as well and we're communicating effectively as we would in our pharmacies as well. And one of the key benefits there of Facebook is our ability to target those demographics as well, to put in those age ranges, the location. It might be a five kilometer radius around your pharmacy, which you can do with Facebook advertising as well. You might even have this huge loyalty database and you're able to plug that in. I can go into a lot more detail, but we've only got around 20 to 25 minutes, so I won't. But you can plug that now into Facebook so that you can retarget your customer database in your local community through Facebook as well as through potentially email marketing and catalogs and other local area marketing. It is incredibly powerful. We need to make sure we put not only our time but resources and we don't just focus on that immediate return on investment. So there's our next actions and now for some templates and some tools. So the template that we're providing is one that some of our clients may have already seen as well. And if it's something you downloaded in 2015, it's something that I recommend that you download again in 2016. And what that is, is your social media calendar template. Often we get bogged down in some of the tools that we need to put this into a calendar that does everything for us, but we can simply start by scheduling on a spreadsheet 
by putting in our social media messages. It makes sure we don't miss any platforms. We schedule them evenly throughout the week so we're not just posting madly for one week and then there's this huge gap for the next week because we don't know what's going to happen and we get too busy and we've got a couple of staff away so we don't do it. We need to build that consistency into it. So this template will enable us to schedule it as we would anything else in our calendar and know exactly what messages go out as well. And also really useful for keeping track of that as well because on the odd occasion if we post something that just may not be the right message for that day we always know what's coming up and we can always reschedule it or take it down altogether as well. Now the tools I'm going to talk about um, are really some of those that really help you to leverage your time and your message once you've constructed all of that. It's no good signing up for these, doing free trials, learning the technology, how it all works until you've got your message right. So that came out in our next actions. But the tools I'm gonna to talk about are really about reducing the time needed to update and refresh and keep it all fresh. And there's some great tools that I use personally for the Transformation Show and for some of our other transformation initiatives as well that I'm going to share with you to post effectively to Facebook and other platforms uh, that you may want to syndicate your message to. So the first tool I'm going to talk about is Buffer. Now, some of these tools, I'm going to go through three of them here, all do about the same thing, but they do it in incremental levels. And I'm going to start with the, the one that's free to begin with, and then we'll move up to the one that actually has a reasonable cost per month. But when you start to look at the amount of time that it actually saves you, I don't think you'll actually think it's very expensive. In fact, you might actually think it's really cheap. So the first one is Buffer. So Buffer is free to get started and it links with Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn. The mobile app is also really useful as well for working on the go and scheduling things on the go as well. And the free account will allow you to schedule in around 10 to 12 scheduled posts. So this is where you might wanna use the calendar template to plan out your month. And then every few days, you just go on there and you put these 10 to 12 posts in, which might be potentially an entire week for some of you, maybe, maybe only half a week or even a fortnight for some of you, depending on the frequency that you post. But bear in mind that as you probably well know in your own Facebook feeds and your own social media feeds, it's very unlikely that you're ever going to go back to the beginning of the day to find out what a person said early in the day. Unlikely, if it's something memorable, you might have even saved it, which is something you can do on uh, Facebook now, but it's something that is unlikely. So posting messages more than once is sometimes really useful because it keeps it in, in front of people's news feeds as they're reading them. The second tool is Hootsuite. So Adam mentioned Hootsuite. It's around about $9.95 to get started and it can work with multiple accounts as well. So once you've chosen your channels or channel, you may only wanna start with one, then you've got unlimited scheduling capacity into the future. You do need to manually set your schedule and one thing it can't do, which the next tool I'm gonna to share with you can do is it can, can't auto recycle your post. You actually have to copy and paste and upload pictures again in order to do that. So it's really one that once you're super organized, you've got your month all set out, it's something that's really, really useful. But recognizing that once you've built up, and this might be more for advanced users as well, 
where you've got a library of content, as we do on the Transformation Show. We've got nearly 100 episodes now. Some of the early episodes are still really relevant to a lot of you. So we've started to reshare those through Facebook, Twitter, a whole range of social media networks that I know that you are spending some time on just because sometimes we just need to be reminded of some of the great things that we can do with some of the tools that we discussed early in the piece that we perhaps haven't revisited. I'm always looking to refresh it, but ultimately it's something that you're going to get value out of. And the same thing may apply. You may have developed some fantastic articles, some videos that you did for last season's flu season before flu vaccinations. Now that's all pretty relevant, assuming that you haven't got too many dates involved and it doesn't date what's called evergreen content, then you can actually recycle that as well. And so what that means is that this next tool, which is called Meet Edgar, which is a paid tool, it's around about $50 per month, which might on the face of it sound pretty expensive for a technology-based tool, but ultimately what it enables you to do is to categorize all of your posts and create a schedule and recycle them without the need to reschedule them. And they're actually looking at algorithms now of working out your most popular posts and actually focusing more of your posts on those rather than those that don't perform very well and actually weeding them out. So it weights it for you, which is incredible because the amount of time it would take us to do the analytics to create that schedule um, is worth a hell of a lot more than $50 each month. Now, both Hootsuite and Meet Edgar allow you to do a bulk upload. So if you already have a spreadsheet of all of your social media posts, your links, and even your images, you can upload it. And uh, you then all you need to do is literally use the electronic calendar in those tools to determine when you're going to post as well. Now, there are also native scheduling applications. So Facebook has one, you can do that. But again, what we're trying to do here is once we've designed all these messages and we might have created 10 or 15 different messages and posts or even articles that we may want to reshare. Adam spoke about curating content. It's important that we bring that all into one place that enables it to all be scheduled out at the right time. And what we can then do, it doesn't mean we're not on social media at all, but it allows us to spend time engaging with people. So when people comment, when people send us messages or anything like that, we've got that time free to focus on the conversations rather than what's the next message that we're going to put out there. And a lot of um, social media now, as you may already notice, is visual. You have to have nice images because people really do prefer to learn visually. So you you need an image that's going to represent what your content's about to get people to read it or to listen to it or to watch it. And we've spoken extensively previously about which content generation tool is best for you. And again, just like with the social media channel, it's the one that you're going to use. And so this idea is really about creating it in the right way that your customers are actually gonna consume it. And for the curated posts that we spoke about there, there's some great tools, what's called an RSS feed. Have a look at these two tools. All of these tools will go into the show notes. 
um, at robertstar.com forward slash episode 96. And there's tools such as Feedly and Google Alerts, which I encourage you all to set up for you personally and your pharmacy because you can be alerted anytime your pharmacy is mentioned in any source on the internet. Uh, completely free Google Alerts. But if there are particular topics that are tuned to your pharmacy, if you're a diabetic specialist or if you deal a lot with mothers and babies, you can really you know, look for certain keywords that get mentioned on the internet and you have those stories sent to you automatically every single day ready for you to add to your social media calendar, which is really cool and it saves you so much time. It's unbelievable. So hopefully you've taken away a lot from all of that. Lots of tools there. The template will really help you map it all out and bring those next actions through to fruition. If you have any questions at all, I'd love you to leave a comment in the show notes, as I always ask, at robertstar.com forward slash episode 96, and let me know what you've been able to take away, what is your next action, and let me keep you accountable to that as well. And of course, if you have any questions, leave them there, and I'll answer it in an upcoming show as well. And that brings us to our transformation motivational quote of the week, which comes from Eric Qualman. And the quote is, return on investment of social media is that your business will still exist in five years. Very extreme, but I 100% agree that to keep relevance, we need to be there. I'm going to put a video which Eric puts out almost every year called Social Nomics. If you want to understand some of the key stats that exist outside of our industry and as social media globally, I know you'll absolutely love it. It goes for about three to four minutes and you can grab it at the show notes at robertstar.com forward slash episode 96. Now, I know we appreciate we've gone over 20 to 25 minutes, but there's so much to cover in social media that I felt we need to add a bit of extra strategy, a little bit of extra tools, but hopefully you've been able to take some actionable items away from it and you'll be able to commit it to your business. Next week, we're going to be focusing on the website and having a mobile presence with your customers, extending your care and reach outside of the four walls of the pharmacy. We've spoken about how we can continue conversations and communicate, but how we can continue our pharmaceutical care, both online and offline, and blending that into a nice omni-channel environment that our customers just simply enjoy transitioning between both of them. Don't forget to head across to the show notes at robertstar.com forward slash episode 96 and grab your free calendar template for your social media scheduling, as well as all the tools that we've spoken about today in this week's show. And let me know what is your next action in using social media in your pharmacy. Have a great week, everyone, and I look forward to speaking with you again next week. Bye for now.